Hello and welcome to another Toonami Preflight, where we continue to make our way through Paste Magazine's top 50 anime series of all time. Today we're talking Kill la Kill, and as such, some of our favorite kick-ass female protagonists, I believe is how we phrased the question. And we got some sneak peek stuff, uh, and a new music video that's actually a sneak peek, but let's start off with Kill la Kill. Number something something on... Top 50 list. I think I we're in the th- yeah. I think it's in the 30s. mid 30s now. Yeah, I believe it's in the 30s. Um, it's w- definitely under Graham Lagon. Under you mean lower a uh, lower on the list. Oh, gotcha. Is that all you have to say about Kill a Kill? Uh, that's all I have to say about where it is on the list. Cool. Uh, Kill a Kill premiered in Japan in 2013, uh, and then late 2013, and we showed it, I think, early 2015. Yeah, it was a while. It took a while to get on the air. Um, and uh, from Studio Trigger, there's this was their second I think, big show? I, th- I thought that Candy uh, uh, and Stocking was their first as yeah. Trigger, and then this is their second... So Trigger used to be Gainax, who, of course, is the company that made Evangelion and Fooly Cooly, and along with Production Energy, and um, uh, Die Buster and Gun Buster. Um, and then at a certain point, they broke apart and sort of divided into two sub-studios. So a bunch of people from Gainax started Trigger, and a bunch of the other people from Gainax started Studio Kara, who was doing the Evangelion movies. And Trigger uh, went on to a very successful uh, career of their own doing mostly series and stuff. So they have a new movie coming out, Promare. Uh, and I think it's directed by... It's the same director. Director yeah. Imaishi. Um, so, but but their first... Um, Panty and Stocking with Gardabout was pretty much a hit, too. I think this was a slightly bigger hit. Um, but it's a really crazy, ballsy show uh, to do. Uh, and it's it's uh, amazing to me that we got it on the air. Yeah, <laughs> considering nudity is a key part of both the storyline and central conflict of the show, that there are like nudist rebels and the main <laughs> the main no no that we run into. Yeah, the main no no in America, which is don't show anyone naked ever because sex is gross, but violence is cool. Um. But we were able to get it on the air with the help of, uh, I believe it was Anaplex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with, I would say, minimal edits other than one sort of scene uh, later in the series that I was actually fine editing because it's pretty gross. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it's not based on a manga. It's an original yeah. story idea. Um, and there were how many episodes? 24. 24 episodes, and then there was a movie after OVA mm-hmm. um, in typical fashion. We never showed the OVA, did we? No. I don't think so. Yeah, but we showed the, the series. Um, and the plot is fucking insane, but it's, it's definitely a fantasy. It's a world in which seemingly teenagers run everything, and uh, it's a version of Japan, of course, but then... Everyone uh, wears these uniforms, and it turns out, long story short, that the uniforms are alien life forms who are parasitically attached 
to the host. The host, and basically they want to destroy the earth and take it over. And so the main character, uh, Ryoko, Ryoko, is the hero who's looking for the person who killed her father. Yeah, she has a scissor sword. She has half of the- a scissor, which is her sword. And she is looking for the person that killed her father. And so she enrolls in this school because she knows that somehow it's connected. And she ends up getting a special outfit that's sort of sentient and starts talking to her that allows her to battle at a much more powerful level than she should, considering she doesn't know a lot. Lack of training. Yeah. So, uh, but it's a totally bananas show uh, that... I just, I still can't believe it got made. But. Yeah, in the beginning of the first episode, it feels like it's going to be structured like a typical yeah. go to an Hero academy, yeah. learn, and then it just goes totally batshit crazy. Yeah, so let's look at the promo we did for Kill a Kill, which should probably give you a little better of an overview. But I hear you have a queen bee at this school. I want to know if you're the one who killed my dad. How dare you get her? Out of my way! Don't you know a Goku uniform when you see one? Using the Goku uniforms as our weapons, we will carve a path to humanity's future. I'm sorry, Father. If only I was strong enough, I'd beat it out of her! You should be careful what you wish for. Who's there? What the hell? Is that a sailor uniform? They're called life fibers. They're living fibers woven into clothing for combat. These special fibers enhance strength and reveal special abilities. Is Zenkets one of those? The new girls come back. This time, I'm gonna knock you all on your asses! Let's do this, Zenkets! Whoa, what's she wearing? How dare you put your school wearing that? I'm gonna rip that bikini to shreds! Impossible, 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 impossible! Okay, Satsuki Kiryui, did you or didn't you kill my father? I guess I'll have to beat the truth out of her. I can't wait. You were totally badass, all swinging that scissor blade around, dressed up like a hooker. Shut it! (laughs) Uh, Johnny Ray cut that right. I believe so, Yeah. yeah. Um... And yeah, uh, Gil was looking it up. Actually, Panty and Stocking was still when they were Gynax. So this was the first Trigger show. And right out of the gate, they established a level of quality and a name for themselves um, that they have maintained. Yeah. <coughs> this is why they're one of the most popular studios around. Um, so let's also check out... A, this is a longish clip, but this is a clip of the show that really gives you a feel for... This is what the show feels like. So get ready. Strap yourself in. So... In 1933, the National Socialist German Workers' Party, a.k.a. the Nazis, came to power. Adolf Hitler was appointed chancellor, and soon after that, the democracy of post-war Germany became a fascist regime. We're in the middle of a lesson here. I'm on official business! Yes, sir. 
I'm the disciplinary committee chair, Iragamagori! Students of Class K, it has come to our attention. There is someone among you who intends to bring harm to Honnoji Academy. Step forward and accept your punishment! <laughs> Think you'd escape me with a tear gas bomb? Damn it! <laughs> a one-star Goku uniform. Looks like I found our thief. What are you waiting for? Try it on. <sighs> Amazing! I can feel the power surging through my body and my soul! I like it! My body's moving faster than fast! Of course, that's the power of the Goku uniform! Then die! Too bad. Your uniform's a one-star, but mine's a three-star. Sorry, but your attacks can't do a thing to me! Sneaking a Goku uniform out! What were you planning on doing with it? Perhaps you're a spy working for that Kobe trash! The power of the uniform's wasted on you! You're not fit to wear it! Remove that Goku uniform. Now! <laughs> Listen up! Students of Hanoji Academy! Satsuki Kiryuin, your student council president, created the laws of this school! And as long as I'm alive, those laws will be upheld! Lady Satsuki. Hunter Your student council president, Satsuki Kiryuin! Hell! Fear is freedom! Subjugation is liberation! Contradiction is truth! Those are the facts of this world! And you will all surrender to them! You pigs in human clothing! Academy. So as you can see, a lot of style. Um, the artwork is really the most arresting thing about the show. I think it's just bananas over the top at all times um, in a pretty wonderful way. 
I would have put it higher than where it is on the paste anime list, but I was only one voice among many. What um, can you do? And it's really the attraction for me is more the animation than anything else. I mean, the story's cool. It's totally insane, but it's cool. Um, but And I like the characters a lot, but for me, it's just such a feast of animation that it's just fun to watch. It's just a fun, all-around show. Um, Up until the part where we had to... Yeah. I mean, depend- it, it's it's really crazy how it it is objectifies human bodies, but it's the one show that can kind of get away with it because they so smartly built it into the entire story and that the men and women are kind of given equal time in their nudity. Yeah, <laughs> like, in their They definitely outfits. objectify the male form as well as the female form. <coughs> um, so unless you have a low tolerance for fan service nudity kind of stuff, I would say it's worth checking out. For sure. Which leads us to our question of the week. Who's your favorite kick-ass female protagonist? We were thinking of Ryoko. Uh, so um, that led us down this path to who's your favorite kick-ass female protagonist um, so I'll start and I had to immediately uh, start with my fave Beatrix Kiddo uh, from also known as The Bride from the Kill Bill films Kill Bill 1 and 2 as embodied by Uma Thurman um, she was just on TV the other night um, she ends up killing, she kills something like 200 people in these movies, but I can't really think of any female protagonist that is so well-rounded in terms of you get to see all aspects of who she is. Um, and I think that Uma not only did an incredible job of performing these many different stunts and learning how to use a sword and all that other physical stuff, which was, I'm sure choreography alone was impossible to learn um, but then also did a great job of acting against uh, heavyweights like Carradine you know um, who's no slouch in that department so uh, you know you could really pick any scene from either of the Kill Bill movies and see her be a badass but I, I always like this sort of first fight at the House of Blue Leaves so this is just a little two minutes of that um, to remind you of why she's a badass
Ante Malaya. Yeah, and then they even take the time to show that they're all scared of her. Like, they keep showing them being like, oh, fuck. Um, so you should see those movies if you haven't. Uh, next up is a movie we've talked about ad nauseum, but hey, tough shit. We're going to talk about it again. And that's uh, Mad Max Fury Road and the character, of course, of Furiosa, uh, who uh, I think was a genius idea to have this new character who pretty much gets as much screen time as Max if not more and is more of a driving force behind the story Max kind of gets caught up in the events that Furiosa sets in motion by she steals the brides um, and starts this whole chase that Max gets caught up in and then he ends up helping her in her quest uh, and the movie ends with her basically becoming the new boss um, so it's very rare that a, a, a side character becomes just as popular as the main character. But, I mean, you could pretty easily see a whole bunch of Furiosa movies just as much as you could see more Mad Max movies, which I think is a testament to not just the character, but Charlize Theron doing a really good job with a character that doesn't really talk much, um, but... Uh, her eyes say a lot. So uh, this is the first Not scene. Not a lot of talkers in the, <laughs> in the Mad Max world. movies. Uh, this is the first scene where you really, like you've seen her at this point and you know she's not somebody to be fucked with. But when you see her and Max go at each other, you really see how she is not fucking around. And uh, you immediately are, are like, ah, she's somebody to be reckoned with. So let's check out the scene where Max tries to steal her truck and it doesn't work out for him.
thrive in that world <laughs> i think i would thrive in that world uh i like that the only reason they didn't kill each other is because people were yanking on both of them the whole time <laughs> otherwise they, one of them would have been dead uh and then finally of course for me the og uh badass protagonist that i grew up with and still remains an example of uh badassery and that is of course ellen ripley from aliens as embodied by the great sigourney weaver uh, a character so perfect that they made four movies with her and are still trying to figure out how to make another one. I bet they will get a fifth Ellen Ripley alien movie. Um, so, I mean, you could have picked a scene from pretty much any of those movies. Um, I still prefer the first two movies in terms of that character. What I like about Aliens, which I don't prefer to Alien, but which I like a lot, uh, is that it shows a little more shades of Ripley because you get to see her not just as a professional pilot being chased, but you see a little bit of her recovery. But I love this scene in the boardroom where you just sort of see a different way that Ripley's a badass in that she stares down all these fucking bureaucrat suits and basically is just like, you idiots. <laughs> and for me, it's uh, one of my favorite scenes of Ripley. So let's just watch that. Just like to go... Uh... Back to this point about the override, the structural order. Is it a neat one? I don't understand this. We have been here for three and a half hours. Now, how many different ways do you want me to tell the same story? Look at it from our perspective, please. Please. Now, you freely admit to detonating the engines of and thereby destroying an M-Class Star Freighter, a rather expensive piece of hardware. Forty-two million in adjusted dollars. That's minus payload, of course. The lifeboat's flight recorder corroborates some elements of your account, in that, for reasons unknown, the Nostromo set down on LV-426, an unsurveyed planet at that time, that it resumed its course and was subsequently set for self-destruct by you for reasons unknown. Not for reasons unknown. I told you. We sat down there on company orders to get this thing, which destroyed my crew and your expensive ship. The analysis team, which went over the lifeboat centimeter by centimeter, found no physical evidence of the creature you described. Good. That's because I blew it out of the goddamn airlock. Like I said. Are there any species like this hostile organism on LV-426? 
No, it's a rock. No indigenous life. Did IQs just drop sharply while I was away? Ma'am, I already said that it was not indigenous. It was a derelict spacecraft. It was an alien ship. It was not from there. Do you get it? We homed in on its beacon. And found something never recorded once in over 300 surveyed worlds. A creature that gestates inside a living human host. Yes. These are your words. And has concentrated acid for blood. That's right. Look, I can see where this is going. But I'm telling you that those things exist. Thank you, Officer Ripley. That will be all. Please, you're not listening to me. Kane, the crew member. Kane, who went into that ship, said he saw thousands of eggs there. Thousands. Thank you. That will be all. God damn it! That's not all. Because if one of those things gets down here, then that will be all. Then all this, this bullshit that you think is so important, you can just kiss all that goodbye. I like the guy. Reach, those are my papers. My papers. <laughs> they should have listened to. They should have listened to Ripley. They always should listen to Ripley, and they don't. And then they always pay for it. You you would think eventually someone would, would catch on, but I don't know. Based on the history of women and men, yeah, wouldn't surprise me if no one ever listens to her till it's too late. Fucking Paul Reiser. <laughs> uh, excellent choices. All around. Uh, my first pick is Emily Blunt's character of Rita Vertowski from Edge of Tomorrow, the dumbest title <coughs> in the history of movies. Hence, rebranded Live, Die, Repeat, which was evidently Doug Lyman's choice in the beginning. But he was too soft to go for All You Need Is Kill, which is what the novella that it's originally based on is called, which is far and away the most superior title. But I guess when you're making a cruiser movie, you gotta go broader in a very weird sci-fi movie that i hear they're working on a sequel so yeah i'm hopefully they're they will i love this movie um except for the end which they sort of fucked up but still good um this is the scene uh of tom cruise first uh figuring out that he can talk to rita and that they need to work together in order to break this time loop that he's caught himself in uh which in the movie comes when he accidentally inhales the blood of this mimic creature that uh, is sort of experiencing the same day over and over again in a really violent Groundhog Day style. Even more violent than Groundhog Day. So let's check out the scene. Save you. We're getting slaughtered. You need to get us off this beach. We have to go. This dropship is about to explode. We have to go now. Wait. Wake up! 
What? Come find me when you wake up. Excuse me, Sergeant Vitaski. Excuse me, Sergeant Vitaski. said you could talk to me. I got something on my face, soldier. You did. You did. Tomorrow. At the beach. Tomorrow. At the beach. We meet. You said to find you when I wake up. You do know what's happening to me. Come with me. Now. A lot of blood. You have a hole in your chest. Really? Did you just take my my battery? Battery? No, no, no! Holy fuck! Definitely a ton of great deaths in that movie. Tom Cruise plays Cage, who is a PR officer in a hilariously well-defined role of being a total putz who experiences this battle over and over again and finally learns how to be a real soldier in the end. Uh, next for me is also a Charlize Theron role, and that is of Agent Lorraine Broughton in Atomic Blonde, the 2017 David Leach, uh, who the co-director of the John Wick movies and also stunt coordinator from the matrix movies. Um, this is the scene of Lorraine Broughton, uh, as she's fighting hand to hand in the stairwell of a cold war building, as she's trying to make sure that her asset can get to the other side of checkpoint Charlie. Uh, and some people don't want to see that happen. So let's see her beat the ever loving fuck out of all those people. I don't want to die. You're not going to die. Она тут! Третий этаж! Давай, давай! 
Ruka. Not all one shot, but still an amazing job of making it look like it was. Uh, and last for me is Michelle Yeoh's character of Yu Shu Lin in Ang Lee's great 2000 movie Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, in the scene that we're going to see, she fights off, squares off against her one-time friend and thief of the green destiny sword. Uh, and it's only that sword that makes this even a remotely fair fight because she's such a badass. Uh, and in the end, the only thing that keeps her from actually sort of losing is because she's a nice person too so badass with the heart of gold let's check out michelle yo dominating Off a little early there, but some solid martial arts performance there. Uh, so those are some of our favorite badass female characters. Let's check out Adult Swim Facebooks and see what they picked. Ray Broaden, Tom Juan, 
Andrew Kusanagi, yeah. Which was kind of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Do you, which Buffy iteration do you feel like that would be? Pretty sure they're talking about the show. Uh, and then Ellen Ripley for Alien. Nice job. Adult Swim Facebook. Let's see what Toonami Facebook's picks are. More anime, I bet. Yeah, I'm sure. Be- Beatrix Kiddo, hell yeah. Major Kusanagi, Wonder Woman, Revy from Black Lagoon, and Sailor Moon. Nice. Also a badass, yep. One, of the, choices one of the rare 10 for 10 yeah. Facebook picks. Yep. The people have spoken, and for once they are <laughs> correct. Uh, so now let's move on and see some topical promos. Sneak Under the peek. guise of it being a sneak peek. We actually do have one sneak peek for you. If you stick around another... Three, three, four, 49 seconds. Uh, first up is the topical for Dragon Ball Super, which will premiere tomorrow night at 11. Sadly, we're coming to the end of the series, at least so far, of Dragon Ball Super uh, in the States. But here is this week's episode right now. On the next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. There's no real power behind Vegeta's punches anymore. <laughs> Vegeta! Dragon Ball Super, Saturday at 11 on Adult Swim. And the finale for Super is going to be the first weekend in October, so we're running a Super Marathon the last weekend in September, so you can catch up on the last 9 or 11 or so episodes. Uh, up next is the topical for Genlock, which is premiering tomorrow night at 11.30. Uh, and I believe this is the finale of... Genlock? I think we, so. So uh, let's see if I'm correct or if I'm weak ahead. On the next all new episode of Genlock. I got a bad feeling about this. Don't you start with that. Genlock, Saturday at 11.30. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. I'm a week ahead. Uh, and then finally for our topicals is the spot for Dr. Stone which is tomorrow night at midnight. On the next all-new episode of Dr. Stone. We have the three components we need to make gunpowder. We got all of them already? The only thing left is to mix it up. Dr. Stone, Saturday at midnight. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. I think you're not supposed to watch as the gunpowder <laughs> right makes close itself. like that. Up close and personal. Uh, and finally, for our sneak peek section, is a music video cut by our own George Banks. Uh, and it is he's calling it Make a Difference. So check this out. It will run tomorrow night in Toonami at some point, but you can see it right now. Needless aggression. Unscrupulous greed. Unchecked hate. To have the images, the headlines, incessantly thrust at you. After hour, years at a time, you normalize to it. They want you to go numb, become indifferent, or lose yourself in distractions. For it to feel like the evil in this world and all its machinations are too big to challenge. That loss of control leads to despair, to re-engage, to claw back even the tiniest sense of control. You don't have to save the world. You just have to make a difference where you can with the opportunities you are given. Maybe, just maybe, if we're made to fight, we can apply it a new way. Save more lives. Protect those who can't protect themselves. And after that, who knows what we can achieve together.
And if you were not watching our Facebook announcements, but are watching this Toonami pre-flight on October 12th, we're going to be premiering both One Punch Man and Demon Slayer, which we were excited to announce. Uh, Demon Slayer was announced at Anime Expo, but we didn't have a specific date and the times will be forthcoming to you. Uh, but we're excited about both of those shows yeah. and more even still to come. Except for this episode, because I think we're at it's the all end of, over, baby. We're at the end of the road. So thanks for watching. See you next week. Toonami, every Saturday night from 11 to 4.30.